Hello and welcome to Rocket, Accelerated Geek Conversation. I'm Simone de Rochefort. I am a video producer at Polygon.com and I am joined I'm joined I'm joined? What? Mm-hmm. I'm joined today by Brianna Wu, Democratic candidate for Congress, and Christina Warren, senior content project manager. Y'all got to get new jobs. This is getting ridiculous. <laughs> I, I can't I can't wait until I can just say Brianna Wu Congress or Brianna Wu Massachusetts, rather. <laughs> And Christina Warren, president. Just congresswoman. Just congresswoman. <laughs> yeah, it'll be much easier. It'll yeah, save that time. That's why people Brianna should vote for mm-hmm. me. Yeah. <laughs> save me two seconds of my day, or of my Wednesday. Um, something really horrible happened since Christina left New York City, uh, which is that the subways have begun a slow descent into just post-apocalyptic it's, it's hell. Terror. And yeah, it, every day, it, every day I look at my feed and I see like more news about how terrible the MTA is. And I'm like, maybe it was a good idea. I moved like I understand things breaking in the subway because it is very old. What I don't understand is how many of these stories go. Something horrible happened and people were on the train and nobody explained to them what was happening. And then eventually they escaped. <laughs> After hours of hazards and horror, um, today a crow uh, pecked open a pigeon and ate its beating heart on a subway platform. So that's where we are right now. Yeah. Um, yeah. How about that show? How about that technology? How about yeah. that iPhone 10 year anniversary? Holy oh, crap. Now, you here, picture this. Whoa. Your A train derails Whoa. in Manhattan on 125th Street and you don't have your iPhone to document the mm-hmm. the tra- the doors being ripped off the train we would never like there are so many things we wouldn't have um not not just the iphone but smartphones in general but the iphone obviously was like a huge stepping stone towards the ubiquity of smartphones imagine all of the train disasters that i wouldn't hear about because people aren't there to take pictures of them yeah i mean it's it's it's, it's yes um, I'm saying this is in positive, by not- the way. Genuinely, it's hard to tell from my tone of voice. <laughs> yeah, no, but it's interesting, though, right? Because like there would be so many things to think about, like how different the world would be if either the smartphone wasn't, um, I guess, um, led by the iPhone. Like if, if say, like Palm or BlackBerry, of like that vision of the smartphone oh had taken off versus the iPhone oh my vision. God. Like it's 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 crazy wow. to think about how different the world would be, right? Because I I don't think yeah. that there's any question in my mind, like ten years on from the iPhone, that a decade ago, no matter who would have won or whatever, that that a decade mm-hmm. later we would have been using phones as our our main communications and, and computing devices. So right? I didn't like, use. So I, I'm I, too old I to have you or young yeah. rather to have used a Palm Pilot or a BlackBerry. What is that definition of um, the future for you? Um. Yeah. I mean. So okay. Oh, they're different, right? And, and Palm wasn't terrible. Like they had some really good ideas. There was like the Sidekick too, like the which you know that was also like a kind of an early smartphone kind of idea. So I mean, the first smartphones that I think about, like pre iPhone, were like the Palm uh, Trio. Uh, it was originally the Handspring Trio, and then it became you know Palm bought bought, bought Handspring, and then um, you know like the BlackBerry, and um, you had also like like the Sidekick, and so. The idea was that you would have like a kind of a candy bar style phone that had a keyboard on it. You had a trackpad uh, of some sort that you would kind of navigate with around the screen, icons around the screen using that. Some of those systems, like the Palm system did have a touch screen, but it wasn't capacitive. So you had to use like a stylus or you had to press your finger really hard and it was different. And you know, also they you had, had to apps. learn an entirely new way to write to interact with it. <laughs> well, to this well, with day. The, well, with the well with the early Palm Pilots, the graffiti, yeah, but but yeah, the later yeah, ones, yeah. like 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 the the the, the trios had little yeah, keyboards. That's true. It had the keyboard built um, into so it. So did the tungsten. Exactly. So I don't think they really had. I don't think graffiti kind of would have taken off. But you know, there was like this vision of the smartphone before the iPhone. That was largely like a keyboard-based system, and and you're kind of controlling, you know, maybe it's a touchscreen, but it's not capacitive, and it's not the same sort of thing, and it's very much more kind of like what what Windows Mobile kind of looked like back in the day, and it was just kind of like taking the idea of, oh well, you know, mouses work well on computers, so we should just miniaturize this, and. It's funny because if you look at what the first visions of what Android were going to be were, it was also that exact same thing, like it looked like a BlackBerry clone or a Windows Mobile clone. And so, like, now that the iPhone, um, to tomorrow as we record this, will be 10 years old, like, it'll have been released in the wild for 10 years. Like, in my mind, I don't think 
that it's any question that no matter who, like, regardless of the iPhone success or failure, right? Like, let's pretend that we live in a world where it wasn't successful. I do think that 10 years on, the the smartphone or, or the, the cellular phone would be still the most important computing device that we have. Oh, like, yeah. I think some, yeah. some somebody would have done it. But I have to think it would have looked totally, it could have looked totally different. And yep. and the fact that you have this, you know, it, it started out as a three and a half inch, you know, slab of glass with a, with a single button and a weird proprietary headphone jack. And you know, no apps, but a web browser um, and, and a camera, like how that has evolved over time into becoming what I think is, is after, you know, the original personal computer. Um, and I would even argue in some cases, it's it's even more important than the original personal computer, just because it's impacted X many more people's lives. Mm-hmm. Like the, not just like the, the central device of like this, this decade, but like of this, like this is the gadget of this century. Mm-hmm. Oh, God, yeah. I mean, you know, I think you're so right, Christina. If Apple hadn't brought it forward, it would be completely different today. Because you can look at the the Palm or the Sidekicks or the early smartphones, and they, they did a couple of things very differently. I mean, A, the user interfaces were kind of – you know, this Microsofty mess, you know, for lack of a better term, like you're going into menus and sub menus and sorry, Christina, I forgot for a second. Um, yeah, yeah, I know. And it's, it's fine. It's fine. Right, right. The UI was not great. And then, you know, Apple brought this forward. The first iPhone was very flawed, but eventually they also brought the App Store along with yeah. it, which really were world-class tools. And I think it's so ironic looking back at it, the way that they really closed it off and tried to pass like, you know, like HTML browser-based apps yes. as the solution when it's just a joke. Um, uh, so completely. I agree with you. Yeah. And I don't think, I don't think Android would have caught on in the same way if no. you look at the history of it. It just, um, so I agree with you. We would be at the mobile era today. It just would look really different. But I mean, I also want to ask you like, where, where were you like when the iPhone got announced? Because I remember for me, this was a really big moment, but I wanted to ask you that first. Um, so I was watching it, I think, from home. I like I was in college. Yeah, yeah, same for me. Um, I wasn't a huge Apple fan at that point, but that keynote, I mm-hmm. I think if you watched it, it was just jaw-dropping. It was jaw-dropping. It was one of the most amazing moments of like tech culture ever and Without all my doubt. friends are texting me and that, that it was, was that's that's, it that's was the whole that's yeah. the holy grail of keynotes like i think that everybody always yeah. says like you know like the obviously the best tech demo ever was you know douglas Engelbright in, in the 60s showing off what was the graphical user interface and the mouse and a bunch of other things like without a doubt that's nope. the most important tech demo right but i think mm. after that is probably the iphone um, I'm dropping and, a link and, to that in the show notes, by the way. And 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 so that was, you know, announced like in January. And then the phone didn't come out until June. And I remember when the phone came out, I was I had just finished wrapping up my very first professional writing gig, but I wasn't making any money. And so I didn't have enough money to buy one of the damn things. Also, it required <laughs> you being on the the AT&T network. Uh, they just recently yep. rebranded for being singular. And I was like, I'm on T-Mobile. I'm not paying this extra money for this crappier carrier. I'm not doing this. Um, and and I, I really wanted an iPhone, but I didn't buy one, one of the first ones. I, I didn't get it because it was it was too expensive and I didn't have the money. And, and um, you know, I was broke, uh, you know, recently like, starting to leave college time and, and trying to like figure out what I was going to do with my life. And But it was interesting because within the first couple of weeks – or even days, I guess, of it being out, you know, people started doing stuff with it and people started, you know, like working on like jailbreaks within the first month or so and yeah. and then writing writing apps and, you know, figuring out ways to get Nintendo emulators working on and all kinds of really interesting things. And I remember it was like August of, of 2007. Um, I was kind of looking at like, well, I need to to get writing gigs. And I'd, I'd recently switched to a Mac full time. And I saw this website that I liked and that I'd read a lot, the unofficial Apple weblog. And they were like, we're looking for writers. And I was like, here are three articles. I like wrote some tutorials about how to do stuff. And, um, and but, but for me, um, you know, I didn't have an iPhone. I even put that in my, in my application. I was like, I'm not an iPhone owner. You know, I, I can write about your Mac stuff. But I saw where everything was kind of good. It was, it was clear even though Apple had to lower the price within the first two months um, and and people got mad about that, but that was the right move. Um, yep. That that the phone was going to be super successful, and it was going to be 
like one of like I don't I had no clue that it would be as successful as it was at all. And in fact, when it first launched, I was like, yeah, this is a weird thing. This is really expensive. It's on a single carrier. It doesn't have 3G. Like there are a lot of reasons why I was like, I don't know how successful this is mm-hmm. going to be. But oh. I, I also was like, I want to watch this. And this is really interesting. And so as I was like in my life kind of looking at like, well, what do I want to do with my life? And I think I want to write about tech. I was immediately drawn to like, well, I think this Apple company, you know, I think this is this is the 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 beat I want to kind of attach myself to, and and a yeah. lot of that was the iPhone, and it, it's just so interesting because I, I I didn't get an iPhone for the first year, I had an iPod Touch first, and um, but it's just you know it it, it literally it changed so much of of, of tech of everything yep. it really did I mean it, it's hard to understate just how much it, it changed and, and especially as you said since it, the original phone was a pretty flawed product. You know, there, copy and paste didn't come for two or three years. You know, it, it didn't, didn't have video yep. recording. Not until you know, iOS 3. Yep. Yeah, exactly. iOS 3, we didn't get copy paste. You know, the first phone itself was was uh, fairly, you know, low spec. That was before they were kind of designing their own chips. They were using some other kind of off-the-shelf ARM chips. Um, it was before, like, the PA Semi acquisition um, had really kind of pr- come to fruition. And, you know, um, the camera wasn't that good, but, but you had this web browser and, and you had, um, the AT&T network, you know, couldn't keep it up. Uh, you know, if you have lots of iPhone (laughs) users in one place, like the network would go down, like there are all kinds of flaws, (laughs) but it was one of those. You couldn't even text pictures. You could do that on other cell phones. Yes. So I, I want to tell you like my story about the iPhone because it, it completely changed my life forever. Um, at the time, I just left uh, Mississippi, and uh, I'd moved to Colorado. And uh, you know, I was working as a journalist, but I came to the conclusion that it would be nearly impossible to pay off my student loans on a journalist salary. Uh, so I was looking at getting more into tech and engineering, and I made friends with uh, you know an engineer at Apple. She and I became very close. And um, for my birthday one year, uh, she actually went out and bought me an iPhone. Uh, which was freaking amazing. And I started taking it apart and started to figure it out. And, you know, she, um, you know, she really encouraged me to pursue my tech career. This is why, you know, for my career, I always really work to pay that forward and encourage you know, younger women to get involved in tech too. You know, she gave me a uh, quartz composer, like technical stuff, um, you know, OpenGL answered a ton of my questions on that and got me into like graphics programming. So, you know, when I married my husband and moved to California, moved to Silicon Valley, I had a set of engineering skills to to work with when I moved out there. Uh, so it's it's not an exaggeration to say Without the iPhone, which was the the instant I held it, I'm like, this is the next 20 years of computing. I just, I it was like magic. Even the iPhone, uh, the iPod Touch, Christina, it was amazing. Oh yeah, and the iPod Touch I was think, in, the I, the first ones were better actually than the iPhone. Yeah, like spec wise, yeah, it was really really awesome. Yeah, so I just I think. I think it's really hard to overstate the impact this has mm-hmm. had on just the world, you know? I think mostly about the ways that communication has changed. And there's a great piece in The Verge today by Caitlin Tiffany, uh, which is all about the ways that the iPhone helps us be passive aggressive uh, from being able to turn on red receipts to let people know that you've seen their message and you may or may not have chosen to respond to it, um, to the um, the bubbles that ha- that occur when you're typing, that show someone that you're typing, but that you're not sending, you're not sending, you're still typing, you're still typing, um, mm-hmm. things like that, like ways of communication that aren't necessarily linked to what we say, but that occur purely in the technology that we use and that mean so much that have taken on so much meaning um Mm -hmm. in our lives which i i just love ways of communication that crop up like that organically that just have never occurred uh in history just because of the the technology that we have access to now and for me i remember a time uh when cell phones were first i think when cell phones first really became a thing i must have been living in france i think i must have been around 15 or so like that was the first time i remember people my age having cell phones and myself getting a cell phone and at the time 
I didn't understand the value of texting. Like it was just, it was such a, a new thing. I was like, why would I need to do this? And now, of course, like even, you know, soon after that, my opinion on that changed. And now it is so, so ubiquitous. And there are so many people that I keep in touch with purely through text, not just through texting, but through yeah. the through Twitter or through Facebook Messenger, things like that. Um, and I, I know maybe I'm not saying that this is the best way to communicate, but it is a way to communicate that just didn't exist when we were sending letters across oceans or even making phone calls across oceans. It 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 is so accessible, and I think it's so important as a way to communicate, uh, for better or for worse, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Red receipts yeah, I mean, included. <laughs> red receipts included. No, totally. And, and, and I think that, like, you know, I grew up, you Don't know, use red receipts, tech- though. Such a dick uh, move. No, do never, not use never do that. It's awful. God, it's so bad. Why would you do and that? Fact, I, I know people who do that. Is, it's like, look, I might not have time to respond to you right now. I don't want to deal with it. I mean, like, there are always, there are even yep. times where I like will leave my messages unread because I don't know, like, if somebody has, you yeah. know, stuff. You know what I mean? Where I'm like, look, I have my unread things there. I saw the notification. I can see in the preview window what you've said. I just don't have time to respond to you right now. I'm just not going to bother with this. I just don't even want to tap it because I'm I'm always like afraid. I'm like, what if like bread receipts will somehow be enabled? I felt and, like, super called out by that article because she p- mentions that uh, in this day and age, it's unrealistic to reply to a message. Oh, sorry, I didn't see this. Sometimes I genuinely sometimes don't I don't see it. it. So I no, I'm I get- sorry, Caitlin Tiffany. <laughs> Sometimes no, I don't how can see you, the yeah, there's My phone is going off 24-7. Like, I, I legitimately say, miss I, something. I was yeah. going to say, like, especially now that, like, iMessage isn't connected to my like, my computer at work, like, I miss messages a lot because it's just, you know, things are different. Mm-hmm. And so now I know what it's like for somebody who, like, doesn't, like, live and die. You know what I mean? Who, like, doesn't have all their accounts signed in all the time, all the, all, all the normal places. I'm like, yeah, I, I'm going to be <laughs> a little bit slower to responding to things. You know, I pick up my phone. I'm like... You have message on Snapchat. You have message on on Instagram. You have message on you know Facebook Messenger. You have message on Signal. You have message on, you know, iMessage. You have you know message on Twitter DMs. It's like how do you keep up? Yeah. But but at the same time, having said that, you know, you don't really remember a time Simone before like you know the iPhone and whatnot like that. You know your your first cell phone. What was your first cell phone? Uh, one of those Razor flip phones. Okay, and so yeah, because you're 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 twenty six. Yes, be twenty seven okay. this year. You'll be twenty seven this year. Okay, so yeah, so no, well, no, because I, I asked because like I had I had a razor as well, but like, um, okay, so yeah, so w- when did you get an iPhone, Simone? Like, was it was I, it college? Well, mine wasn't did- until the the five C that came out, and uh, gosh, oh, it was really recent because it wasn't until it, like yeah. two thousand fourteen or fifteen. 14 or 15, okay. But you and you had an Android before that, I'm assuming? No, I had a freaking dumb phone. Because <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm wow. poor, Christina. No, uh, I I, no, um, I, understand, I I understand the poorness. I'm not judging that. I just, I, I think, I mean, I, I guess I think when I'm I was in college, and, like, I, had, I was, I I was willing to spend, like, when I was coming out of college, that was when I was too poor for the iPhone. But when I was actually in college and I was like, mom and dad are paying for everything. I'm like, yes, I have a part-time job <laughs> and I will pay for my cell phone myself and it is fine. I will get a new cell phone every week. Um, oh. It wasn't every week, but I got cell phones like all the time. I would like buy them off of eBay and then sell them and like import them from different countries and all kinds That's of stuff. That's amazing. And then you I big got, nerd. But, but the, no judgment. Of course. But then but the iPhone, you know, it was one of those things where I had a BlackBerry when the iPhone first came out and and um and I had it for, you know, the next like year or so and then I finally got like it was either the 3G or the 3GS. Um I had an iPod Touch there too though, which which was which was good and that I used just like you would use an iPhone cuz honestly let, let's say this right now. The the funniest part of the iPhone, right? Mm-hmm. Is that other than iMessages and stuff like that, right? Who actually uses it as a phone? Cuz I don't use it as a phone. That I is mean, the I do sometimes uh, thing about I, the iPhone is that you don't I have, have to, to a lot. You have to a lot, of <laughs> yeah. course, right? But like in in yeah, my day to day life, rarely make like calls on it. Somebody time, calls me, and I'm like, "What?" 
I'm like, what's happening to my phone? You know, I'll FaceTime with people. You know, I'll FaceTime with people. I'll, I'll do that sort of thing. But it's really, I think that's probably the the biggest kind of legacy, right? Is that in it's a lot of ways, changed the definition of the word phone, uh, right? Because because obviously, if you need it for business and like for what you're doing, Brie, obviously, you know, you're talking to people all the time. You're trying to get donations. You're you're making oh God, deals. Call you're time is stuff. the worst. You're, I just want to like do a whole episode about that and how bad totally. it is. Um, and and like and like in my job now, you know, I I do Skype calls a lot. Um, and you know, conference calls and that's sort of thing. And in the business world, I totally get that. And when I was a journalist, you know, I, I would also have phone calls, but I very rarely used, it was not like what the primary, but the primary function of my iPhone, the entire time I've had it has not been as a phone. Mm-hmm. Like that's not the primary function. And I, and I, w- I would be curious, Brie, if, if, if for you, I mean, even though you're on the phone a lot, if your primary function on it is, is audio calls, because I, I doubt it, right? It's Twitter. It's Twitter. It's Twitter well, it, and uh, messaging people. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah. So I mean that that to me I think is like the most it probably. God, I wish I could write something. Maybe I will write something tonight about how like the phone has been forgotten from the iPhone. <sighs> if I have time tonight, I'll do that. That for would your, be that for would your be blog, your secret for, for my blog, blog that my, we need to name. Secret, yeah, newsletter. Uh, yeah, but but maybe I'll just put it on Medium because that's that's a good blog. That yeah. is a good blog, actually. That is a good blog. Um, but no, but like it, it's just so interesting how much everything has changed in ten years and how much Apple has changed and and how all the other players in the industry have changed too. Like Google you know, was a successful company and was a big company, obviously, you know, before the iPhone. Um, and they were partners, you know, like they were, Google had two places on the iPhone, on that original iPhone. Like there were no apps, but you had a YouTube app and you had a Maps app and they were both powered by Google. And you could also set up your Gmail in the the mail app, you know? Um, and, you know, then Apple and Google were no longer friends mm. and Google has its own Android initiative and Android, and, you know, Google has its own advertising things. And, and uh, you know, mobile has really kind of revolutionized that company. You look at look at Microsoft. Or disclosure, I work there. I'm not commenting on their business things and whatnot. But I mean, Microsoft has has changed a lot in in that decade and has had to kind of reapproach mobile in lots of interesting ways. And now I think actually, like one of the more interesting things that I found, especially working there now, is like Microsoft makes really really good iOS apps. And and in my personal opinion, like oh, I actually yeah. think and I. And and I oh, I've written this before I started working there. Anybody can if you want to if you need receipts, I will point you to the Mashable article where I <laughs> named the best replacement apps for your iPhone. But like honestly, the best mail app, what regardless of what service you're using, whether it's Gmail or or iCloud or or you know Exchange or anything, like I personally think the best mail app for iOS is Outlook uh, for iOS. It's a really good app. Really, um, really. It's re- I guess it's I'd really have to good. go Microsoft account then. No, you don't. And I no, find you don't. Hotmail. No, oh, you do don't. Not. No, no. Interesting. It'll work with, I'm telling you, it'll work with Gmail. It'll work with iCloud. It'll work huh. with your own things. It'll work with anything. It has the calendar built in. Like it was a company they acquired, and um, the app is really, really good, and and it's instantaneous. It's it's a really good app. Like I've been, I've been using it before I even joined, but especially now that every, everything I do is in Exchange, it's like nice. But but you know it's just funny how how big you know Palm no longer exists. BlackBerry is basically a licensing company and kind of enterprise software company. Like the so much of of the the tech landscape has changed in those ten years, and some of those changes probably would have happened anyway. But I think most of them are really predicated based on um, it, Amazon. You know, was was not really a tech player ten years ago, and and I don't think that you can directly say. That you know, AWS wasn't a thing, and I don't think you can directly say that the iPhone is responsible for Amazon by any stretch of the imagination. But I do think that the cloud computing stuff and the things that people have done through kind of the app model that was popularized by mobile has really accelerated the things that Amazon does. Right? Let me tell you what's changed my life: being logged into my Amazon and having one-click purchase on my phone, right? freaking phone, right? Uh- having 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 Kindle, having Kindle apps on your on your phones, mm-hmm. you know, whether it's 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 Android or iOS or whatever, you know, like I mean, it's, it's part just- of the mainstream adoption for the rest of us. It's like you're saying, Simone. I use Amazon so much more these days. When you're in the kitchen, it's like, oh, I need X, Y, and Z, and you just push a button and it's there. I mean, I think that you know what we've really seen is it's hard to place like the more computerized age right at the feet of Apple and the iPhone. But the truth is like mobile is so much traffic these days Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. that I I do think it points to that. I guess before we move on to the next topic, I'd like to ask y'all like, you know, Steve Jobs gave this quote and I think about this all the time. Um, You know, he talked about how he was in Italy once and he was um, 
you know, like looking at all these wonderful attractions, like some of the wonders of the human race, and, you know, he's looking at the young people, and they're just completely on their iPhones, and how that was the world, and that's what was interesting today. And that rang so unbelievably true to me. If I were being honest, I would say my attention span was much, much better before the iPhone came (laughs) out. And it is like an addiction these days. And I do find, like, my husband is older than I am. He'll try to bring me to museums. It's hard for me to sometimes, do you know what I mean, really be there in that moment? Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying that's, I mean, I guess it's bad, but it also means like a month. Like, I think people don't appreciate that networking in 2017, it is Twitter, it is emails, mm-hmm. it is shooting friends texts. Yeah. That is an utterly legitimate way to network these days. Absolutely. And you don't have to go to some, you know, party and meet space and like shake strangers' hands. So I think it's I don't know. I just I do think that's a real yeah, factor. Yeah, it goes back to I mean what I was saying about text communication is is that it it is a, a legitimate way now to show attention and to pay attention to people. And if you neglect people through there, it, it's the same as neglecting them in meat space, which sucks for me because I'm very forgetful. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, it, I, I mean, and I think that although at the same time, I mean, like you see kind of like the rise of things like Tinder and obviously, you know, online dating was a thing well before Tinder and, and well before the iPhone, you know, but but you know, things change that model. And, you you know, I think how it starts now is you start, you know, on the phone and then and then it goes into the real world sort mm-hmm. of thing. Um, and, and you know, w- people were, were I mean, you know, back in my day when I was in middle school, you know, I was using instant messenger and ICQ with people. So, I mean, this sort of thing has been going on for a long time. It's just really accelerated. And, and to your point, Brie, I'm the same way. Like, it's hard for me to focus and, and really concentrate on things now in the age of the iPhone. Like, I think about I spent most of my formative years watching movies and listening to director commentaries, and I learned so much from those things. And now I don't know if I'd be able if I were if I were going back and trying to do that again, I'd be so distracted with my damn phone. <laughs> I would be listening to the wonderful things Edgar Wright is saying about like you know like uh is about his movie. You know what I mean about Scott Pilgrim? Like I, you know what I mean? Like they're just yeah. that's just an example of uh, I saw somebody reblog something today about the Scott Pilgrim uh commentary, which was great. But like you know what I mean? Like now even like when I'm watching TV shows and I'm like live tweeting it, you know, where I'm I'm talking to people about it. And I'm like not focused on the show itself. I have I to know sometimes something be- that will keep you focused, Christina. What's that? The <laughs> mini Super Nintendo coming <gasps> out. From Nintendo. Oh, my God. Oh, my God, Simone. Segway. Oh, my God. Oh, such a good segue. Oh, my catchphrase. Awesome. If I don't get one, I'm going to die. I'm literally going to die. Okay. what? Are, tell me the steps that you are going through to make sure that you get a mini SNES. Besides forcing me at gunpoint to reach out to Nintendo and ask for review units for the show Rocket. <laughs> Um, okay, well, first of, all, first of all, because first of all, if anyone from Nintendo is listening, uh, this is what I'm telling you. Um, you can have an entire episode about the Super Nintendo Classic Edition. We will talk about it. Um, think about what that would cost for advertising. It would certainly cost less uh, for you to just give us Super Nintendo Classic Editions. Also, we would like to give one away to a listener. These are all really good ideas, Simone. So, like, I am forcing you at gunpoint, but it's actually a really good idea. Yeah, you're forcing um, me first <laughs> at gunpoint and then at genuine good idea. It's genuinely a good idea. Also, our friend Charles Tan uh, was able to uh, get me the Super Famicom Mini uh, uh, last year, the Japanese edition. I'm very much what? would love for him to get me the Japanese or the European edition, whichever one he can get, um, and I will pay him whatever it costs. Um, oh, oh, Charles, <laughs> you get get more of those. I want it to like just make that like we'll we'll pay for the whole we, show we'll pay like, for the whole yeah, absolutely we, we, we'll do the yeah, whole thing absolutely. um and then and then the pre-orders aren't open yet but i i'm afraid of the scalpers and now i'm three hours behind everything and i'm, I'm mm-hmm. i don't know what i'm gonna do simone but i'm yeah, with you agree like hell. i don't i don't care how much it costs like i'm not i don't want to say i don't care how much I don't, it costs because i do i don't i don't but I, I kind of don't I don't, like i don't care. i want this I is this is to me like i loved the i loved the mini super nintendo i mean the mini nes i loved that but this is the one that like so this is the one that you grew up with 
this is the one I grew up with. So and for, I mean, uh, the this listeners, is the, this has the, games. the mini SNES, uh, this is coming with 21 games. It's 99 It's coming out on September 29th, which is yep. oddly the day after it's my Star birthday. The, so somebody for Simone's birthday, Nintendo for Simone's birthday, we need to do <laughs> a special show genuinely. Um, but it comes with two controllers. So last year it was, it was 60 bucks, uh, but it only had one controller this year. It's two, uh, which will be great yep. because it's got a lot of good two player games. Um, some good single player games too. Um, you know, all, all the classics you would expect, you know, Mario Kart, uh, Super Mario World, Super Mario World 2, Yoshi's Island, Super Street Fighter 2 Turbo, the goods, the, I mean, cause there, there, there were like four different Street Fighter 2s. They, they picked the right one. Um, Earthbound, which no, is no, my no. favorite Super game of Strike all time. Super Strike Fire is way better than this. I have to say, Cammy, Cammy yeah. is a great player. Super Street Fighter is the definitive version of no, this. No, I agree with so, you. I agree with but, you. Yeah. Um, but, but, Guys, uh, do you know what I really do Like with our rocket money that we get from sponsors? I just let it all pile up in a, in our account. <laughs> and then like when I want to treat myself to something that's a little extravagant, I, I bring it in there. So I have very deliberately let the rocket pile of sponsor money just just get very high to whatever it's going to cost to pay scalpers. And yeah. if it's, <laughs> I mean, whatever it is, I will be getting this on launch day, y'all. And yeah, that's yeah. just the I way I believe in so. you. I have faith. Well, I, but, but I'm serious, okay. Simone. You really need to reach out to Nintendo. I'm not even joking. Like, I'm saying this on the show, and I probably shouldn't be, but I'm, like, not even joking. You really need to reach out to <laughs> I them. I promise be a great I will reach out to Nintendo It would be a great opportunity for them. I'll help you write a letter I'll, if, if you need, like, the, like a sales pitch, whatever. No, but but this is – I mean, Secret of Mana is included. That's cool because yep. um, even though it only has two controllers, I would be curious to know if there will be a way to hook up three because Secret of Mana would let you have, um, you know, three players – um, there's, uh, you know, Super Metroid, Super Punch-Out. Earthbound is um, going to be on this. Earthbound, which is my favorite game, like, ever. Um, and and uh, to me, it's like the perfect RPG. I know that's, I don't know, that's how I fell in love with RPGs. Most people, it's Final I, Fantasy. I like for it. me, it was yeah. Earthbound. Yeah. For, for Earthbound me, it was Earthbound. I can, see, I can see the Bluetooth connection working with Secret of Mana to do the, the third totally. person. So totally. That would work um, really well. Um it, yeah, Star Fox, Star Fox Two. Star Fox, We've got to talk I, I, about I, I, this. I was going to say Star Fox oh. Two. I, this is this oh. has always been like this is an amazing thing that they're doing, right? So, so Bree, why don't you give us the background on Star Fox Two because this is so cool. So, okay, so you know, this is really interesting. The stories coming out as we're talking about the iPhone. So, Star Fox shipped with a very special chip inside. Yeah, Super call FX. It the the uh, Super, Super FX, FX chip, but this was a reduced instruction set chip. This was one of the in, uh, I'm not going to get into like, you know, architecture with that. But like, this was basically a way to get consumer hardware to be able to do 3D graphics in a way that wasn't prohibitively expensive. Risk is like the predecessor, like the success of that in many ways led to ARM. And then yeah. ARM processors led to the iPhone. So this is all part of like the consumer cheap electronics um, revolution. And that all started with Star Fox. So there's a really interesting story with this. So when Star Fox came out, this was when they were really moving over to the Nintendo 64, which was like a more polygonal system. Um, and Star Fox 2 was completely done. It was ready to go. And Miyamoto came forward and said, we're just going to completely cancel the game because <laughs> we want to concentrate on polygonal games on the N64. So this game, which, by the way, has two women characters in it, unlike the first Star Fox. Mm -hmm. I've never played it. I didn't even know this existed. So um, I'm super excited. I knew it existed only from like the emulator community. So, so, so people did originally, from what I understand, is they were going to release it for, for, for the systems. It was going to come out and then they canceled it because it was going to be too close to the Nintendo 64 and Star Fox 64 was already in the works. And so they held it back. But it's, it, but it's been available like in, in ROM form, like in, in the underground, like emulator community for years. Um, I've never played the whole thing. I, I've just like loaded it before, but, um, I, I was kind of aware of the lore, but it's really fascinating to me that they're taking an unreleased game. And, and bringing it out. And that's so cool. This sounds um, like such an un-Nintendo thing to do. And yeah. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> I hope that it, I hope that it means that that kind of, it probably, it, it, it has nothing to do with the, the supply chain issues, but it is interesting to me that they're kind of giving this, this weird gift to fans 
after all yeah. these all these friggin' years of it being available only through piracy, which Nintendo, of course, famously hates. Hates. Um, and yeah, they, no, you're yeah. right. It, 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 yeah, you're right. It is a very kind of un-Nintendo thing, but it also seems really smart. I mean, mm-hmm. one of the things I hope they do, I mean, because obviously yeah, they're saying... Yeah, that's why it's un-Nintendo, because it's smart. I shouldn't say that in the episode where we're begging Nintendo to send us review units. <laughs> no, Nintendo, we love you. Well, one of the interesting things that they have said, though, is, you know, they've been criticized, rightly so. I mean, they didn't make enough of the NES Classic editions, and Scalpers got a hold of them, and you can't get them, and, and they are, are ridiculous. Um, and But they've said they're going to make more, at least through the end of 2017. That's what scares me, is I'm like, okay, you're going to produce them through 2017. What happens after that? And and, yeah. and already, like, in, in Europe, the pre-orders are sold out, and I'm, I'm, I'm already getting afraid, like... If I don't get one of these things, I'm going to – I don't know what I'm going to do. So I'm going to get one. I don't even Christine, care how much I have to spend. we will get you one. We will get you one. I promise it will happen. I I, I, I just – I know the universe will provide. I can't we wait until you become even best if, friends with Steve Ballmer yeah. and then you get him. <laughs> to, <laughs> he will break into Nintendo I mean, for you, into their I was, warehouse. I was actually thinking – I was like the Nintendo headquarters aren't that far from where I am, right? Like I will sit out, outside <laughs> – I, I don't even care. I will sit outside. I will just like I will do it. No, I think this is this is this is the one a lot of us have been waiting for. The game list. I mean, are there games that I wish were were on the list that aren't? Of course, you know. But like, I think they yeah. got most of the big ones. And it's hard in in an era of kind of licensed games where you know certain games like you can't like NBA Jam would have been great to have, but like that's hard because you've got to get you know the the league's permission and that sort mm. of thing. And and the same with some of the other sports games, but. um yeah, and I mean it's it's really cool. Like the the whole list, you know. It, some people are like, "Well, there's Donkey Kong Country, but not Donkey Kong Country Two, which was arguably better." I, I it was a better game. I prefer the first one. The second one was actually the better game. The third one I didn't really care for as much. Um, you know, but they they have like it's a really good list. It's funny. Um, back uh, in in I guess November. Andrew uh, Lazuski and I created our own list of like these are the thirty games that they should put out on the Super Nintendo Classic oh, I Edition. I remember that. And, it was and a good list. It was yeah. a very good list. And most of those, I mean, I think that twenty, you know, the twenty-one games that are on there, uh, with the exception of Star Fox Two, which which we didn't know existed, um, most like I would say probably eighty percent of of um, the games that are on this list uh, that are actually coming out were on me and Ender's list. So we, we were, I was texting with him when the news broke on Monday <laughs> and uh, we were like very excited. I I'm mean, putting both of us that were just like beside in ourselves. The, the show notes so that people can check your, uh, oh my God. Yeah. You did get a lot of these. Yeah, we really yeah, did. And, and, and we, yeah, we, we like went all out. Like we really did like, uh, yeah, exactly. So let's see the uh, super Mario world check. The legend of uh, Zelda link to the past check earthbound check F zero check super Metroid check. Donkey Kong Country check, Super Mario Kart check, um, Super Mario World 2 check, Star Fox check, um, Super Mario RPG check, Super Street Fighter 2 Turbo wow. um, check, Final Fantasy 3 check, um, Secret of Mana check. Um, is Mega Man on the Ooh, list? Good question. Mega Man X? Uh, Mega Man yeah. X is on the list. Yeah, check. You know, that's that's also on the list. Uh, so, yeah. So, I mean, I like, don't think Mega Man X is that good, personally. Um, I mean, so, I, that wasn't yeah. one of my picks. That was one of Anders' picks, but I wasn't going to be opposed. He let me put Illusions of Gaia, which is not no, on the it's list. it's a good game. It's which a good is game. not on Illusions the thing, but yeah. Gaia. I so liked Illusions of Gaia. So, the part of the show where I have to give Simone some static. Okay, Yay. so, Simone, how many of those games that we just listed have you played? Because you... Maybe the member of Rocket that needs the system the most. I'm afraid. zero games how, because you... I'm a baby. How do how but, but how have you never played a Super Nintendo? I I think I played Donkey Kong Country. Okay. Oh and my that's god. It. Okay, Simone, you and maybe have Super to play Mario Final World. Fantasy Six. I will play Final yeah, Fantasy Six. I've heard so much good stuff about it. it. No, you have to play it. It has the it's, best it's villain so in the Final Fantasy series. It is a story about a woman that is taken and traumatized and Yay. is trying to find herself after that. And it is so heartfelt and oh, so powerful. Sweet. And there is a reason it is one of the greatest games of all time. And now you can play a real version of it instead of the abomination before the Lord version of it that exists Thank on you. the iPhone, which makes say- me want to cry. <sighs> 
Me too, because they oh. updated the graphics. And here's the thing. No. Oh. Like, I hate when oh. they updated the graphics. Like, the same thing with, with Secret of Mana. Like, no. Leave my yep. 16-bit graphics alone. Just like leave that's it there. What, be, Because they're yeah. beautiful that way. I mean, and it's the same thing. Like, the one, the one um, uh, I would say, um, omission from the Super Nintendo Classic Edition that I'm actually kind of angry about I'm very happy Final Fantasy 3 slash 6 is on there. Um, and, and and the RPG selection is actually quite good with that and Earthbound and, and Super Mario that, RPG. But the lack of Chrono Trigger yes. um, is, is yes. really upsetting because, because, Secret, because Secret of Mana is on there too. And Secret of Mana is, is a great game. Don't get me wrong. I really like that, especially with its multiplayer mode. I think that's a great game. But if I had to choose between my Square you know, RPGs of that era, I'm sorry. Chrono Trigger wins. Like, yeah. What would you Absolutely. replace? If you had to like choose between your children, I mean, I would I would replace Secret of Mana with Chrono Trigger. Mm. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I, it, I I I would do that. I mean, like I would obviously keep Earthbound there no matter what. But like, I but if I had you know amongst the RPGs because that's what we're kind of looking at, I would replace Secret of Mana. with This Chrono is great because I was just googling around and I found this headline from Gizmodo, your your old home. Without yep. Chrono Trigger, the SNES Classic is just a fancy brick. <laughs> Um, yeah, Hudson, Hudson, Hudson Hongo that's, wrote that that's post. That's fair. And I, I disagree with the knife dog. I don't think it's a fancy brick. I, I think it's still a great system. I, that that was the one where I was like, that's that's a little bit weird um, of an okay, omission. But I mean, let's be fair. Have you looked on eBay? Because there there are people that made a cottage industry mm-hmm. out of getting the NES Classic and hack, you know, basically hacking yes. it and, oh, and dumping on. all and, kinds and of ROMs I, I, on it. I'm very much looking yeah. forward to that happening to this one too. What I really hope. Yeah. What I really hope happens, please, Nintendo, make our fantasies come true. So, you know, I have a Switch. You have a Switch, Bree. Do you have a Switch yep. yet, Simone? I do not. Okay. Which you should, because the DLC is out soon. So, like, you know, Zelda is about to get even better. But um, oh. I really hope, you know, we don't have virtual console yet for, for the Switch. And they haven't even announced it, but I think we're all assuming that's going to happen, right? Like, there's no way they're not going to do it. I would really love yeah. them to sell, like packs of all these games and maybe even add some additional ones like i think that would be like a great value out of the switch oh my god that would be amazing that would be so, absolutely that'd be amazing. Awesome. i mean i would yeah. even pay like they, they could genuinely they could charge a hundred bucks they could upsell if they charged me a hundred dollars to get all the all 21 <laughs> games for the super nintendo on my switch i would do it in a second i wouldn't oh, even yeah. blink i would still buy it like blood christina absolutely i would still buy the super nintendo classic edition no question and i want that more than anything like right like i need that but i i also like really want um them to to, to bring some of those games over and maybe that would be an opportunity like okay you couldn't bring chrono trigger to the super nintendo classic edition but you can bring it to the switch like that i i would be i would be satisfied with that yeah that'd be awesome i i have to say this to you simone because yeah. I, I can give you a pass. I understand why someone that didn't grow up with the NES would take a seat on that generation. Like, I can't play Atari games, which were before I was born. Well, you know, before I was able to play games. Because the gameplay just doesn't hold up. And even though the NES has some good games, very generally speaking, those games don't hold up as well. Like, Final Fantasy one is not a great game design, even though the story is very good. I can understand right. that. But this Same. is the Super Nintendo. Mm-hmm. And I'm this really telling you, you work at Polygon. This is, this is, it's, it's part of your education. This is industry literacy. You need to play through these games. Like the active time battle system started mm-hmm. with Final Fantasy 3 slash 6. Yes. You need to see that. You need to see like the first appearance of Yoshi and the way they deepened mechanics in Super Mario World. Just for you to have a deeper appreciation of our industry, I really think you should buy I this. I agree. I don't I don't disagree. And I, I agree yeah. with I agree with Bree 100 percent I mean, I would even say that I think every modern platformer game to this day is in very much like coming from what the platformer systems were doing on the Super Nintendo, the mechanics. I think like the, the, the Super Nintendo was like the perfect platformer system, right? Like yep. like through 3D, obviously it was the Nintendo 64, and 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 3D platformers, you know, with Mario 64 and other you know other games, like really went in a whole new direction. But I mean, as we've kind of seen this resurgence in side scrollers and platformers, um, especially in the indie kind of gaming community of the last few years, it's all to me ties back to the Super Nintendo. And and I yep. think you're right, you know, with the 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 the, the real time mechanics on, on RPGs, like so much stuff. Like I'm I'm totally with you, Bree. Like I have personal affinity to the Nintendo because I was like 
five years old when we got one and and I grew up with it, right? But the first system where I can kind of look as like from like a scholarly lens or whatever, where I think like this is where video games came into their own and this is where the medium really was like, wow, is the Super Nintendo. Mm -hmm. And and in the 16-bit era in general, I mean, I think you could say that the Genesis had some some really good games too. And and obviously like the Neo Geo and- Streets of Rage, Sonic. Streets of Rage, Sonic. A uh, fantasy star, um, but but not it's not the same. You know, the Super Nintendo was like again because Nintendo like, is a special company, and you know, like the same way that we're talking about like how much the iPhone has impacted things. Like, I think the Super Nintendo as a console. Um, I mean, I guess maybe I could make the argument that the original PlayStation has probably had the most influence in kind of recent times because that really kind of changed things. You know, yeah, by, by moving to CDs and that. whatnot. But but I think that when it comes to like the love of game design, like and and, and kind of thinking things out and and storytelling, like I think that yeah. the Super Nintendo is where it all starts. Mm-hmm. All the more reason for Nintendo to send us four copies of the mini so one away. Can, can I say one more thing before yeah. we move on, Simone, and then we can do that? Like I really agree with you, Christina, because the Super Nintendo is a really unique cutoff point in video game history. So if you go back to the PlayStation 1, and I think the PlayStation 1 was a much better system than the Nintendo 64, very few of those games are still playable today. Resident Evil 1, 2, and 3 had a huge, huge, huge impact on me as a child. Final Fantasy 7, Final Fantasy 8. I love those games more than I can describe to you. But that said... Those games and the gameplay behind it are not, well, maybe Final Fantasy. But generally speaking, like Resident Evil, that gameplay ain't timeless. It's no. just not. <laughs> no. And it's better on PlayStation 2. It's better on PlayStation 3. and Better on Dreamcast. You know, pl- yeah, absolutely. So this is where the hardware was actively like pushing the medium forward. What yes. is so interesting about the Super Nintendo is this was the complete pinnacle of an entirely different approach to game design. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I have a real Super Nintendo at my house. And what is so magical about it is you can take it and you can play these games that are just as fracking amazing today as they were back in 1995. Final Fantasy VI is a masterpiece, and it always will be. Yep, And... It's just you're not sacrificing anything with this era. Do you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like if you try to play Resident Evil One, you're missing it. So, yeah, no, that's a really good point. No, I totally agree with you, Bree. You're not. It, it it all feels right. And I think to your point too about the Super FX chip, the fact that they were what they were doing, you know, by creating their own chips, literally the idea of putting you know a, a chip inside a game cartridge so that you can enhance the capabilities of the system. Because they said, you know, the the the, the RAM and everything that's in this isn't isn't enough. The gra- the graphical capabilities aren't enough. But we want to do these these three D like sprites. We want to do these these different sorts of things. So we're going to create our own chip and we're going to embed it in the cartridge. And and the stuff that they did with a uh, with uh, you know Donkey Kong Country, which was very much in the in the later stages of the, of the life cycle of the system. So Donkey Kong Country came out in '95, and and uh, the the um, Nintendo 64 came out in '96. And um, you know Donkey Kong Country was one of the last really big franchises to launch. They had a whole bunch of sequels, but like, but I remember when that when that launched. I remember Nintendo. I was a, a subscriber to Nintendo Power Magazine, and they sent um, a video that had like the behind the scenes, the making of the game and showing what they were doing with the 3D stuff at, at some studio in in, in uh, Vancouver. And um, I got really interested in for a time and I, I thought I was wanting to go to school for video game design, which was like a brand new thing at the time where I think there were only a couple of like technical schools that were offering programs in it. And they were kind of showing, you know, how all of this was working. And I just remember being like, like 11 or 12 years old and just being enthralled um, with what they were doing on a technical level, and then when you play that game, you know that this 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 platformer, this two D platformer, and you see these these three D rendered objects, and it looks so real and it looks so good. You know, for that time especially, um, there's nothing like it. Um, mm-hmm. And and I think that that stuff still holds up. And, and even even like obviously the gra- to, to your point, like where you know certain PlayStation graphics really don't hold up and are hard to play. Like I think even with the rudimentary, you know, pixels of like a 16-bit platform, when you look at that stuff now, it still is so fun 
because like it's still gorgeous and 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 you know like when i think that that's kind of the, the sad thing with chrono trigger you know there was like a a musical sequence in Chrono Trigger, which is really special. And it, just the way they, they had like the orchestration with the, with the chip tunes and stuff was just really, really well done. Um, and it's just, yeah, I don't know. This, it's, it's, it's a really important console and I'm really glad Nintendo's releasing this product. I'm, I'm Googling, I'm flabbergasted right now about how much better Donkey Kong Country looks than Don- Donkey Kong 64. Yeah, I don't even want to talk oh, about yeah. it. Oh, God, oh it's, that was hot garbage. Uh, I, I'm oh, still angry about that game. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Simone, you brought up my trauma. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It. It's yeah. so hideous. Uh, more exciting tech news. We'll have a, a lovely, light, frothy dessert. Uh, Amazon Show, the Amazon Echo Show, is coming out uh, next week, I think. Um, and so there's an Echo device with a screen now. Uh, it's $230. I'm reading, I read the, the Verge review of it, and it's interesting. They talk about how minimalist the screen use is. It's not like using, right. it's not like having an iPad, basically, with um, Alexa on it. It's more about using your voice to do video playback and to display useful things like your calendar or uh, the weather, et cetera, things like that. It looks chunky as heck. It's though. so ugly. Yeah. It's so ugly. It's so ugly. Yeah. Like, like I tweeted, I was like, I read all the reviews, and CNET was probably the most negative of all of them, and they were just like, "This isn't. This is. You don't need to replace your your Echo with this." Mm-hmm. Um, but and I kind of I, I tend to kind of agree, but like people were were like, "Oh, this is good," but I was like, "I don't care how good this is. It is too ugly for my kitchen. It yeah. is. <laughs> they- I buy everything." The comparison is to the under-the-counter radios and TVs that I had completely forgotten existed. That's exactly what it is. It looks just like one of those. There used to be this thing called the Chumby. Uh, Brie, you might remember the Chumby. I don't. I'm sorry. Okay, so so the Chumby was – it was kind of an open-source device. Uh, Sony ended up releasing something called the Dash, which was the same thing. And these were things that came out about a decade ago, and it had a screen – and you had like different web widgets that you could run on it. So you could play like Pandora or you could, you know, watch certain video things or you could have your weather and whatnot. And it would, you know, it was, it was, it was kind of, it was plugged in. It would connect to your network. Um, and it was, um, you couldn't talk to it, but in a lot of ways it was the exact same thing. You know, you'd have a widget for your calendar and it would pull that up. And, and you could, like I said, you could pull up Pandora and listen to the radio. And, and uh, I think later versions had some video support. And it was just kind of like a glorified smart alarm clock. And this reminds me a lot of that. And if you Google Chumby, like you'll even see like the design is sort of similar. And that's not a good thing. That's not a compliment. Like I was on This Week in Tech um, about a month ago and we were talking about the show and we were all kind of, you know, like railing on its design. And some people were like, you're being mean and you don't even know. And I'm like, now that I actually <laughs> see it in person and see the videos and stuff, I stand by it. Like it is, it looks like it's a cool, interesting idea. And I'm not even opposed to, you know, Alexa getting a screen. It's just, I just wish it were better looking. It's it's an abomination before the Lord. I hate to say this. As, as a person who show, works for Polygon.com, yeah. it's just too polygonal. Yeah, <laughs> right. It is. It is too polygonal, and the bad thing, even I like for the front, Like I look at the front of it, and I'm like, "Yeah, that's it looks cool." Good. And I like the idea of like having that sitting on a countertop or on my desk, and like being able to, I don't know, like have TV or something playing in the background while I cook without like bringing my laptop in there or having recipes display on it or something. Um, but then I look at the side of it, and I'm like, "Who hurt you?" Right? And then let's talk it's, about the video a, stuff. If you're going to make it polygonal, at least find a good polygonal shape. Like, there are right? interesting polygonal shapes. Trap. They picked, like, Looking uh, at it, like, from the three-quarter view or the front, it looks so good. I mean, yeah. okay, the screen actually could be bigger. I think the speakers should be smaller. Yeah, I mean, there's so there in this era of, like, every, we're trying to get rid of bezels. Like, this is so much bezel. It's not good. And then, you know, and then as some of the reviews have pointed out, you know, like you can watch Amazon Prime videos on it and that's great. And and I think some people have mentioned YouTube, although I don't know if it actually has YouTube support or not. Um, but like you can't watch like Netflix, you know, or, or other video apps. And, and that, if you're paying $230, I guess what I don't understand is Amazon makes a Fire tablet that has like Alexa support if it's connected and whatnot, where you can kind of, you know, it maybe isn't the as good where you can just kind of speak to it but it'll do a lot of the same things so i kind of don't understand like i don't know it seems like it has some of the benefits of a tablet but not enough and 
Um, it's yeah. I don't know. It's it. it I, I don't I don't understand this product at least to this version. I feel I like, like this the feels very one point going. I like the potential of it, um, but same. Yeah. We have I don't to want to talk about the drop in feature though, yeah. because this is okay, guys. So this is this is so creepy. So there's a, a feature on the tablet which is called drop in. It lets you video call other people without them even accepting the call. Right. So you could just be in your, your kitchen and that starts with the chime and then that person's just there. And yeah, it, 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 it's disabled by default. So you have to enable it and you have to put like a number of people yeah. on. And and so, I mean, that's the right way to do it. But I have heard some people, I guess, defending it. I can understand this. Like if you had, a, a, had a, an older person, you know, at home and you wanted to kind of use it as like a kind of a, a life lock sort of thing, like a way where like you can check in on a relative or somebody who might have a hard time getting around. I guess I might be able to see that, but I'm with you. Like, it's creepy. Like, Google. That's um, literally the only scenario in which I feel like this should be used. No, I agree with you. I I agree with you. I agree with you. Like, uh, Google, um, I think it's Allo, which is like their video chat app. They've got a similar thing with that where people can – it'll just connect and you'll start seeing people immediately, which freaks me out. I'm like, who would want that? Like – yeah. Especially, you know, you're encouraging people to put this in, in private parts of your home, you know, like, I don't know. I mean, it's one thing if it's in your kitchen, but like, I don't want it in my bedroom and like my mom to call and I'll, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, hi, mom. Right. Like, I just, right. Or, or, or my friends. No. I don't know. No, this is actually great potential for uh, rom coms. So, oh, it is a great rom com potential. You're right, Simone. Sorry. Sorry. Go on, Brie. No, no, no. I was just going to say, like, we're talking today about how, like, even our iPhone, we don't even want people to know, like, we've read their message (laughs) because we may not get back to them. Can you imagine if they can just call your house? Don't look at me. Never speak to me. Exactly. Oh. No, you're you're dead on. I mean, and oh. one of the other things I think that, that's interesting to kind of note about this is like they're obviously going after this video calling play and the idea is that, you know, if you have other Echo Show devices, you can do that. And obviously you can use other Amazon, you know, uh, tablets. And then if you've got like an iPhone or, or, or a non, you know, Amazon Android, like you can use the Amazon app and, and do calling that way. I don't think anybody is actually, I mean, I can see Echo to Echo Show to Echo Show calls, but let me hear you guys' thoughts. Like, it's hard enough to get people to agree to use a third-party video service. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. to, to use, you know, yeah. Facebook for, for video calling or, or Skype or whatever. Like, most people just use whatever's built into their phone. Like, I can't imagine, like, and I got my mom um, an Echo, and she loves it. But if I were to get her one of these things, and I wouldn't because she would not put this in her kitchen. She was like, why are you trying to make my kitchen ugly? What are you doing? Like, she would be insulted. And her birthday's coming up. And, like, I would I would normally love to get something like this for her, but she she would be, like, mad at me. Um, like, I can't understand how I would convince my mom. So, mom, instead of using the phone app on your phone to call me um, or, or this other thing, you're going to have to go into the shopping app and then click on the video calling button or go into the Alexa app or whatever it is and make a video call that way. Like, I just don't see – like Amazon's been able to do a lot of adoption in a lot of ways, but I don't see anybody going to them as like, oh, Amazon's going to be my video calling provider. Yeah. Yeah. Especially, I mean, for me, if I'm in my home making video calls, part of the important, the, the one of the important parts of that is mobility. Like I'm walking around doing chores. I'm like wandering between my bedroom and the kitchen and the living room or whatever. I don't want to I yeah, I guess I could see the if I were like just cooking for a while, having that you know propped up, but it, it's not like a huge. I it's not a big draw to me. Yeah. All right. Hey, what are we up to this week? <laughs> Bree. Okay, guys. If because we, so, we spent so much time talking about video games, I gotta tell you what I'm up to this week. In 1998, um, this is the whole story. Opened. <laughs> It is. Disney opened a fifth park down in Disney World called Disney Quest. And, yeah, this was, you know, we're talking about the Super Nintendo era. Like, this is the the end of the Super Nintendo era uh, in the start of the polygonal era of video games. Um, and, you know, Disney's original plan was to franchise it out. Uh, they brought one, I believe, to Chicago. It failed. And ultimately, like, Disney Quest is this fifth park of video games at Disney World that Mm -hmm. no one ever knows about or ever goes to. And it's so interesting if you go in it. They have Virtual Space Mountain, which is early VR stuff. They've got Virtual Aladdin, which is early VR stuff. 
Um, you know, they've got virtual Pirates of the Caribbean. Um, they've got uh, even Fix-It Felix, Apex Games, that you can play there. Hmm. And I remember when I went there in 1999, I believe, for the first time. This was when, you know, like, I think that was when Final Fantasy VIII had just come out. And it was just so inspirational to me to see Disney kind of marrying art with story. And it's one of the things that really, um, you know, pushed me to, you know, learn skills that, you know, led to me opening up my own game studio years later. They close um, on Monday for good. Oh, no. Oh, and man. it will never be opened again. It was so and cool. Disney, I went there a couple times. It's so yeah, cool. Yeah. It's, it's amazing. And what I think is so interesting about this is – Video games are like superhero movies where in the 90s we just wanted like an X-Men movie and that seemed like a big deal. Video games won everything. Like they're everywhere. Uh, We all play games today. Even when I talk to people and they tell me they're not a gamer, I'll be like, well, what do you have on your phone? It'll inevitably be, you know, Candy Crush or something. But not even like by winning everything, not even Disney could mm-hmm. make video games special enough for a park. Jeez. And I think that's so sad. So even though I'm in the middle of a campaign, I I have to go down there and be there on the last night that Disney oh my God, Quest that's so is going sad. to be open and experience that. Because you can go there and they've got like uh, bumper cars with Buzz Lightyear. And you, like, load up meteors and shoot them at other cars to, like, score hits and win. And, you know, it's it's so much fun. But no one's ever there. Like, there's this one floor with this Tron machine that's off on a corner. And it's exactly like the movie Tron with Flynn's Arcade. Like, it's this <laughs> abandoned arcade where no one plays it. So that's Jeez. what I'm doing this week, that in the middle of a campaign, I'm going to go experience the death of a friend. <laughs> so, oh, my God. That's where I'm going tomorrow. I'm sorry. But I'm so no, glad yeah, you get no, to go fine. one last time. Yeah, and I'm have so fun glad you get to go, too. Yeah. That's so cool. Absolutely. Yeah. I think you should write something about it. I think I should too. What are you up to, Christina? Um, it's just kind of you know continuing to work and um, figure out stuff. But um, it, it, we didn't have a chance to kind of mention this last week, but we alluded to this earlier. So I've had this idea, um, and I don't know how often I'll be able to update it and whatnot. But it, it'll be at least once a week, and I don't know when I'll launch it. I've got to figure out like what platform I'll be doing and whatnot. But I am, um, you know, I can't give up media I, I, as much as I want to. Nope. Um, <laughs> I, I can't do it. So I'm going to start a newsletter and I, I need uh, name suggestions. Like I've been thinking like, like Breeze voted for Rose Gold Trash. I was also suggesting maybe maybe Millennial Pink. Um, there's also things like, uh, you know, if I were still a journalist. But basically the idea would be like if I were still blogging and, and writing every day, like links to stories or things that I would write about maybe with a sentence or two. But just kind of a way to highlight like interesting things that are happening. Not strictly just in tech. It could be, you know, other, other um, you know, uh, in areas too and just you know with maybe a little commentary but i figured like that'll be a, a cool little side project to do um i don't know exactly when it's going to launch but i'm um because I've, I've got other things obviously on my plate like moving and, and figuring stuff out but i think that'll be like a fun um a fun thing to do and in a way to kind of still get some of my uh my thoughts about things, you know, out there without having to dedicate, you know, time to actually like writing all the time. Cause I don't have time for that. Obviously. I'm very and, pro and I, getting your careers. thoughts. I'll, I'll just get all my news stories for rocket from this newsletter. <laughs> <laughs> no, we worried about this when you went to Microsoft cause you were a journalist and you know, like, I mean, I think it's great that we get your thoughts on tech on rocket every week, but I, I really mean this like every time, even before we started doing this show together, I mean, I would click on anything you wrote because I knew a Christina Warren story would be worth my time. And yeah, I think, um, I think you got to do it. I can't wait to see it. Heck yeah. I'm very pro Rose Gold Trash, but any suggestions, <laughs> please do uh, tweet them out or email or whatever, however you do it. Yeah, you tweet, tweet us, email us, whatever. But if, yeah, if you have ideas for newsletter names, like, uh, like let me know because I'm, I'm definitely trying to figure out like the right name. And if I don't call it Rose Gold Trash, I think it might have a section in it like every issue or, or every so often, like like this week in Rose Gold, where uh, I highlight Rose Gold things. Like your vape. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like my vape. Exactly. <laughs> God. 
Well, this week, uh, I, what am I up to? Uh, I'm writing a lot. I have actually, I totally forgot to mention this in the other two weeks that we uh, that this has been happening. But I am on a podcast for Polygon now, also. So awesome. if you want to just hear me talk Fantastic. about video games a second time of the week. That is the Polygon show, and you can find it wherever podcasts can be found. And I'm recording that tomorrow. So that is episode four of that. Uh, I'm recording tomorrow, Amazing. and it goes up on Fridays. So that's exciting. You'll get to hear me talk about friggin' Overwatch every hmm. week because oh, I don't wow. play other video games. I only play Overwatch now, and I hate my life. Um hmm. Love Overwatch. Christy, I, uh, Simone, can I tell you about a, a, an idea for a campaign ad my campaign said no to? <gasps> so I wanted to get a Mercy player, and I'm going to like get another PlayStation account to do this and do Mercy and name that character Trump Care and then <laughs> go through and just not heal anyone. And and then oh just have that gosh. be the campaign ad. That would get you so much press, but I totally understand why they said no. <laughs> yes. It's such a, a so targeting it a very specific audience. That's a brilliant, brilliant idea. I totally understand why they said no, but that's a brilliant idea. Yeah. Yep. There it is. <laughs> I, I, I they told no a lot. You just no, yeah, no, no, it, that, that was the right that was the right decision. Yeah. It kind of like a <laughs> Did you guys see this last week? Which before we go, I know we're, we're wrapping up. But did you see this last week that the Seattle Police Department used to have a, a Twitch channel? Yeah, yeah, that was messed up. <sighs> and and they were talking about police shootings while playing Destiny. God, oh my God, so yeah, they had clueless. Yeah, yeah. and and the, the the public the the you know pub, uh, the the public officer or whatever like is talking about. Like, very serious topics. Well, he was like, well, I'm not actually going to play the game. But he's still walking around with a gun on his back. And it's like, yeah, that's, that doesn't make it any better. You shouldn't be doing this on Twitch or on YouTube. And also, why does the police department play video games on Twitch anyway? Like, yeah, what, what is, is your that, real goal there? Why, what is your actual goal your here? Your public outreach so, is bad there. <laughs> yeah. So so I, 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 I'm I in agreement with your – it's a great idea, Brie, but I'm in total agreement with your campaign. It's like, <laughs> yeah. one of those things that's like, like – don't – the optics, like, on the one hand, is like, oh, that's really funny. And then on the other hand, you're like, yeah, you're like, yeah, optically, this is like great. Because you're like, it would be funny. But <laughs> yeah. But, the, but then you look sucks. at the, from, from like an optics perspective, you're like, actually, not great PR. Not, not, not a good idea. We don't need to do this. Some jokes <laughs> yeah. just stay yeah. jokes. All right. Where can we find you online, Christina? You can find me on uh, the Instagrams, the Twitters, uh, et cetera, is at film underscore girl. Sweet. Brianna? Uh, you can find me at Disney Quest, where I will be crying at the Dance Dance Revolution oh, machine. No. Yeah, you can all. You can also find me. Um, you know, we're going to be expanding my Facebook page. I barely use Facebook. If you do use Facebook instead of uh, Twitter, you should find me on there uh, because my campaigns can be uh, posting videos pretty much nonstop. Heck I think yeah. it's developer Brianna Wu. So, uh, yeah, look for me there. Noise. You can find me on Twitter at Doom Quasar and my videos at youtube.com slash polygon. And you can review our show on Apple Podcasts or wherever podcasts are reviewed. Wherever you like to review them, do it on Apple Podcasts. But um, do that. <laughs> do the do the review thing because the appreciate is good when people, people do the review thing. We love it so much. Um, this episode of Rocket is terminated. 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 Terminated.